Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,455. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Palmyra, New York, with a very special guest by the name of Barry Alt. Barry, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. We will have some fun. Now, I always ask this question before we begin. What's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you, Barry? I'm an amateur photographer. I, th I think I do pretty good. Some people have wanted to purchase my images, uh, mostly landscapes, cars, racing, things like that. Uh, learned photography back doing black and white photography in a dark room in high school. So yeah, really, uh, if I wasn't doing marketing or uh, working on cars, I would probably be a photographer. Well, that's kind of where I started was junior high and high school and the school yearbook staff photographing things and doing the old darkroom stuff. But uh, boy, things have sure changed since then with digital. My goodness, right? Absolutely. Yeah, pretty cool. Well, let me introduce you here. Uh, Barry Alt is a 25-year veteran in the digital marketing space and the proud owner of Motorhead Digital. I love that name. His mission is centered around elevating auto restoration, performance, and race shops through the implementation of his innovative site and marketing maximizer programs that are designed to supercharge his client's website, social media, and entire online presence to attract a more lucrative lead. A graduate of auto services and auto body trade school, Barry's an industry expert and it earned him a spot on the SEMA Armo Select Committee. He's a dynamic speaker at events, including the SEMA show, and he's a featured contributor to The Shop magazine and respected aftermarket industry podcast guests like being here today. Barry is a driving force in both the digital and the automotive world. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsors, so please give them a little love. Buckle up. Going for a fast ride today. We'll be right back. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. They're talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and first-hand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. Are you ready to take charge of your financial future? Then let me introduce you to Capitalize Your Finances. It's an online course designed to empower you with the knowledge and tools for mastering your money. This course will help you lay out the ins and outs of budgeting, the importance of emergency funds, investing strategies, and how to plan for a secure retirement. All this presented by financial planner Chris Paniotu. Chris has developed this course to help you effectively navigate your world of finance with confidence. Stop stressing about money and start taking control. Enroll in Capitalize Your Finance online course today and pave your way to financial success. To learn more, 
Go to CapitalizePodcast.com slash courses, or better yet, go to the Cars Yow website, show notes page for today's show, and click on the link under Capitalize Your Finances. You'll be glad you did. Do it today. Here at Cars Yow, it's all about inspiration, and our charity of choice is TechForce Foundation, where it's all about making a positive difference in young people's lives. TechForce helps young adults discover their talents and passions for all things automotive, with a mission of helping students develop a career as a professional technician. TechForce awards nearly $2 million in scholarships every year for students to pursue technical education, and they support hands-on activities, events, and mentorships across the country, working to change the outdated perceptions of these careers. Autotechs are in high demand, but the supply of qualified technicians is critically short. They need your help to fuel their mission. Learn more and join me in supporting them at techforce.org. So Barry, we're back. So I'd love for you to talk a bit about how did you get into this world and explain to us a in more depth, what Motorhead Digital is. And we'll also dive into the the marketing maximizer programs that you create. So here's the driver's wheel. Take it away. All right. Well, I've been in this business over 25 years. Started out, hey, we can build a website. This is cool. Let's figure it out, right? And got into marketing. We used to build websites and do marketing for all sorts of businesses. And back in 2017, I had a mentor, which I'll talk about later, that said, look, the best thing you could do is niche down in your business and focus on a specific niche. And I went through a couple different niches, looked at distilleries and wineries and things like that. And some photonic stuff in Rochester, New York, it's a big deal. And then I had a friend say, well, you're a car guy. I already had four customers that we have built websites for. Why don't you do that? So then I dug into what that would be and renamed my business and totally went all in on working with the people that I really enjoy working with is the restoration shops, performance shops, build shops, things like that, race, small grassroots race shops, guys that are building products for race teams, things like that. And then as we did that, had another mentor say, look, you should have programs, people to help on a consistent basis. So we took with my good friend, Laura Southerly out in Ohio, her and I created this program, which was initially hers called Marketing Maximizer. And we took and amped it up. And what it is, is it's a ongoing monthly program where, for example, if if somebody comes into our Marketing Maximizer program, we could be working on their social media, managing all their social media. So doing three to five posts a week, creating those posts, looking at the data, we also do a lot of on-site SEO work for clients, website uh, optimizations, um, content development. We have customers that we're doing a blog post every month. We have other customers we're doing email marketing blast for them other, mo- other months. The site maximizer that you had mentioned in the intro, that's when we build websites. We've had people come to us and say, hey, I need to get more traffic to my website. I need to get noticed. I need marketing, right? And we say, uh, actually, you need a better website first because your website was built in 1999 and literally there are some that are that old still so we work with those programs but the big thing with marketing maximizers we do a monthly jam session we call it with our customers and talk about their victories what our accomplishments were what we're 
discussion and what we're working every month that touching them and, and not touch we talk to them every <laughs> hey, watch month. it watch it now <laughs> yeah uh having that touch point is what i was trying to say we're we're face to face on a mostly zoom calls but we have a structure for that we meet the same day every month and that's huge for them they know we're working on their stuff they can it, what's interesting with when we ask about victories a lot of times we get things that are going wrong and a lot of times we can make recommendations because we've been in the business so long. Well, this is an important topic because I talk to so many people across the board in the automotive world. And one of the things that I see, and especially in the category you discuss, restoration shops, detail shops, people that are hands-on, even selling parts and so forth, is they're really good at what they do, but they're not very good at the business side. And you and I had a nice little conversation before we started about simple things like paying your employees, paying your taxes, uh, having a good CPA, understanding the flow of capital through your business. And when is the time you need to go borrow some money and not borrow some money? And how do you deal with that? So these are all touch points that are really important for people. And a lot of people in these industries, they don't know how to do any of that. Let's take restoration. I'm really good. I worked in a restoration shop for 20 years. Now I hung up my own shingle. Now what? Oh, yeah. Right? How, how do I advertise, right? Oh, exactly. How do I advertise? There's a lot of smaller shops, even bigger shops that try to do everything in-house. And we're a big advocate of finding that who for your how. As Americans, we are very like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure out how to do this, or I'm going to grab a a team member that may not know about it and have them do it. Well, a lot of times you need to find that who for your how and and get somebody that really knows that you focus on what we try to, we talk to our customers about is focus on that build in your shop, focus on taking care of your customers and your team. Let us help you with the stuff that we have 25 years experience in or more if you combine our our whole team, you know. Have you seen that's usually the biggest challenge for your clients is they, they think they can do it all or they they won't step back and become something different in their business as it grows. That's what I see from a lot of people. They don't think about the business side and they love getting their hands dirty, but you got to get your mind dirty <laughs> on the business side, right? Yeah. And uh, one of our mentors talked about the front of the house and the back of the house. The front of the house is the shop, the place the customers see. The back of the house is all that icky stuff like doing accounting, bookkeeping, invoicing, dealing with employees, uh, doing your marketing. And there's a lot of uh, shops out there and people in automotive aftermarket that also look at marketing as a dirty word, too. They think, oh, that's I got to go buy, spend all this money on Google ads. Well, no, there's a lot of organic marketing. Everything that we do is organic. Okay. It's to get visibility. There's also a lot of shops out there that are booked into 2027. I'm working with a Porsche shop in Denver right now. They specialize in building cars that go to Sotheby's auction for millions of dollars. They're working with us because they know that they have to stay visible, have to be out there, have to have a quality website. There's a lot of shops that say, I'm booked till 2027. I don't need any of that. Well, <laughs> things change in the market. We saw that with COVID. We saw that with other things over the years. Right. You, you should always focus on staying on the forefront, right? Yeah. So it's all about teaching people to work not only in the business, but more importantly, on it. 
Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is very cool. And uh, definitely people in this marketplace need help like you. I I like to talk about, and you mentioned it earlier, mentors, driving inspiration, people that have been very influential and helpful. You do that as your career, but is there somebody like that in your life? Yeah, absolutely. I have two people. My brother-in-law, which is one of my team members, he's on stage with me when we speak at SEMA. He's always... uh, when I wanted to start doing something on a computer, he was working on computers before I was, I wanted to ha- do something and he goes, I'm not doing that here. Sit down, figure it out. Right. He's also, pu- he's always pushed me to think outside the box. So that's huge. And then another mentor is Brent Weaver. He owns a company called Gurus. He's the one that got me thinking about niching. He's the one that said, you need to focus on a niche. He also said, he had a program in his program that he had. He talked about, um, he called it get famous. I'm not trying to get famous, but it was all about, you can actually write articles in magazines like the shop. This is how you approach them. You can get on podcasts. You can talk at the SEMA show. I used to speak on stage for a user group years ago, back in the late nineties. I'm dating myself now, (laughs) but hadn't been on stage in forever. And the first talk that I ever did since then was in 2021 at SEMA for SEMA Education. One of the top five trade shows in the country. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, and we've we spoke four times since then plan on speaking this year if we can. Nice. Uh, So, yeah. So those two mentors are huge in my life. Well, I always love this question because. A lot of people think, well, I should or can do it all myself. And I've been guilty of this reluctancy to reach out to ask for help. And for me, it's a problem of thinking I don't want to waste people's time. But many times I've learned in this industry and I get asked for help all the time and I rarely ever say no. In fact, my wife's always saying you're helping people too much, you know, Um, but Car people are that way. We just want to help people. We want to see even people I've had in, maybe we'll talk about this. You've identified that you would like to start a podcast. Many people reached out, Mark, tell me about how to do a podcast. When I started my podcast 10 years ago, not too many people were doing this. And when I would reach out to the few who were, they wouldn't talk to me because they saw me as competition, eventual competition. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of disappointed, but at the same time, I, you know, I even had a guy say, well, I want to do what you're doing, but will you even tell me? Because I might be competition. I said, look, there's room for all of us here. And I would love to help you out because if more people had done that for me, it would have been a lot easier. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about challenges because, and if you want to talk about what you're going to be doing with your podcast here, you're welcome to. Definitely there's some challenges into getting into the podcast world today because there are a lot of podcasts out there compared to when I started. I'd call people to be on my show and they say, what's a podcast? Now it's like, oh, you're one of those. <laughs> yeah. I will talk about that. I think what I what I had thought about as far as a challenge for me, and I, I, I didn't, hundred percent realize it till about a month ago when I downloaded my social security statement, you know, and they have that line on there where they list your income every year. And then when I got to the last five, it was the same. It was, (laughs) it was within $20,000. Right. And it was the same in the last five years. It's like spiked way up. Right. And, and I, I, the challenge was I was stuck. I was comfortable. I was paying the bills at a couple Corvettes in the garage. I was happy, right? You wouldn't believe the change that 
niching and working with this industry because they're amazing. I've got a lot of new friends and things like that. And it, it's it, it thinking outside the box from my mentors pushing me and things like that has made a huge difference. And I can see it in my financial statement and it's made uh, life a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So would the lesson learned here for that challenge be sit back and look at where you are today and really give, and since we're in the new year, this is the time to do it, right? You know, yeah. New Year's resolutions is really start to think about how can I improve? And if improvement means more skills or making more money or a combination of those, is that where you would say that lesson learned was? Yeah, that, and I think it's funny, you have to get else out of your own head sometimes. For example, I talked about the one mentor that said niche. Before I went to work with him, I listened to a webinar for quite a while and I was saying, oh, I don't need to niche. <laughs> I like working with different people. Now I get it because I can see it in, in the success we've had. Our our business was up 42% over last year and last year we were up as well. And Congratulations. It, it's, it's helped out a lot. And it was a coaching program. I had to pay for that, right? So I spent money because I remember the day I signed up, I was watching a webinar and he gave a discount. And I went, my wife was home on lunch. I went down, hey, honey, I'm going to spend $2,500 for this coaching program, this 10-week program. And it was kind of like nervous, sure. right? Yeah. To me, you know, but it's it's all back to finding the right people to help you with stuff and getting out of your head because I was stuck in my head saying, oh, I don't want a niche or I can't write an article in a magazine. They won't want my stuff, right? It's really valuable information you're sharing here. And it's a hard thing for people to think about. And that is what you did. You made an investment in yourself. And of course, there's lots of people out there coaching these days. You got to be really careful who you align yours because some of these folks aren't really going to teach you what you already know. And is that money worth it, right? Right. You, you definitely have to uh, analyze that and decide if it's the right place. There's been some other stuff we've done over the years that was just money blown out the window. It was a waste of time. Um, but I'd like to actually touch on that podcast if it's okay. Yeah, uh, please do. Yeah. So I've been looking at creating a podcast for quite a while. That's a challenge. It's like I don't know a lot about it, what equipment to get, if people will even listen. So I've spent a lot of time looking at the market and stuff. And I'm partnered up with a gal, her name's Annette Bauer from Annette Bauer Creative, and we're teaming up on, she's a drag race photographer, so she has a whole clientele, I'm a huge drag race guy, and I would work with guys, shops that are building race cars and things, the grassroots stuff like No Prep Kings, things like that, but we're looking at this podcast to be helpful to shop owners to inspiring shop owners, race team owners, the grassroots people, or even photographers that are looking to do that kind of photography. And that has had a lot of uh, women come to her and say, how do I get into this? Right? How do I do that? So, you know, we're looking at launching that first quarter. It is a challenge. It scares me to death, but we're going to do it and uh, we'll see what happens. Well, uh, I was in your shoes 10 years ago in the same place. And uh, believe me, 10 years ago, there weren't many podcasts out there. So when I pitched this idea to all my friends and mentors, most of them said, you're crazy because I'd come off 20 years running a business and growing a business that was direct mail catalog business and online and producing products and all that. It was a completely different world. And so uh, all I can say is uh, you just have to go for it. And your concept of niching is important. That was one of the key things that I was taught by a very successful podcaster when I started is niching 
niche down to a category that you know and you're passionate about. And for me, it was cars. Real easy, right? So there you go. Yeah. I can tell you a challenge with the podcast, too, is coming up with a name. Oh, gosh, uh, yes. <laughs> we had so many. So uh, it's just for the audience. It's going to be uh, Gearheads and Gasoline is what the podcast is called. Okay. It's not out there yet, yep. but soon. So well, there you go. We'll make sure I'll make sure that uh, there's a note on your show notes page here. So when you're ready to go and let me know while well, we'll promote you. I love promoting my guests uh, into whatever ventures they want to do. It's all about uh, becoming successful. Awesome. Well, and that touched on the bucket list question. So I think we covered that one pretty, pretty good. Yeah, most definitely. But you just have to start. You just have to start doing it. And you'll learn a lot along the way as well. Uh, there's a lot more information out there today, too, about how to do a podcast, which is uh, very cool. There wasn't much when I started, that's for sure. So let's talk about a special vehicle. I, I know you have, uh, you mentioned Corvettes. You've got a 69 427 tri-powered Corvette. Uh, is that the car you want to talk about today? Actually, not really. No, I had, okay. Uh, nope. Um, it's a car I don't have anymore, a car that everybody's got these stories. We had a Monte Carlo SS, 1985 Monte Carlo okay. SS. It was the first car that my wife and I ever bought new one after we got married. And it, we had to order it back in 1985. That was the second year of the Monte Carlo SS when they got rid of the, the blue one and they added a couple other colors. Yeah. You could not test drive that car really wow there wasn't a single one on the lot we had to order it so we ordered it and then there was a trucker strike oh so it sat in a lot somewhere for months you know and we're like oh my god we ordered this awesome car and we can't and back then what they have 200 and some horsepower but it was a monte carlo ss it was cool we finally got it had it for quite a few years uh you know life changed had to we, we sold it. Um, I've been looking at them. I see them sitting behind people's shops and stuff going. I'm one of those guys that my, drives my wife crazy. I know where every car is in every barn and sure. every place around here, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> my wife's go, would you look at the road, please? <laughs> so anyways, that's the, it's, it's, it's not very intriguing, but that's our story. That's a car that is when I, you know, has a good story behind it. Well, and you know, yeah, different times, but the idea of to order a car was pretty unique. I mean, nowadays it's a little bit more commonplace manufacturers. And even if you get into some cars, you have to order them, you know, take Tesla EV market, you know, kind of a new thing. They just aren't sitting on a lot. So even in 1985, you didn't order a lot of cars. Well, yeah, even 69, but 85, a lot of people didn't order cars. There was lots of cars on the lot. That car was a special car at the time. They weren't on the lot, right? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I remember the first car my wife and I bought new as newlyweds, and uh, yeah, it was a Jetta GLI. So uh, our first family car, you know. So uh, uh-huh. yeah, it was a great car. We had that car for a long time and uh, had a lot of fun with it. But uh, Monte Carlos, yeah, and what a great name too, you know. I mean, who came up with that? Somebody smart. Sounds sporty yep. and fun and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Well, we like to play car psychologist here. At least I do. So if I were to crawl into your mind and you were manifest or reincarnated, pun intended, as a vehicle, what would you be? But more importantly, why? That was a hard one. I'm a huge drag race fan. So I, I wrote down a top field drag race uh, dragster. Okay. Not a car, but a dragster. Yeah. You know, 11,000 horsepower, 335 miles in a quarter mile. What, what more can go wrong, right? <laughs> uh, you know, that just that that awesome horsepower and speed and engineering was was the one thing that I thought of. 
Yeah, well, you're juggling a lot of things and moving really fast, and now you're going to add another thing to your repertoire, another ball in those juggle, juggling balls. Yep. So, yeah, you got to move fast. Things are going to happen, and uh, who knows? Uh, you'll either uh, set a good uh, quarter-mile time or uh, learn on the way. So that's all what life's all about. I also like to ask guests about how they like to give back. Uh, ways that they enjoy giving back. Is there something in your world, in the world of perhaps philanthropy, or in the ways what you do for a living is giving back, helping people, right? It, oh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what we're really passionate about at Motorhead Digital, and you mentioned that I was on the Armo Select Committee, which a lot of people don't know what Armo is. It's Automotive Restoration Market Organization, and it's it's a council within SEMA. Okay, and it's focused on the restoration space, helping those owners of the businesses and things like that. But I'm also um, a member of what we're really passionate about here with Motorhead Digital. Dean Heckman, my one of my mentors as part of my team, is we're in a local car club. And what we do is we our car club puts on a huge car show every year and we, we all the money that we collect from that. Uh, goes to a charity. This year, we're donating uh, next Friday, actually. We're presenting a check for $2,500 to the local tech school. Nice. Because there's so many. We actually have a tech school here. But uh, when I was in high school, I had shop class. I went to uh, uh, senior, junior, senior year. I went to tech school for the afternoons, right? Uh, But also, besides that, Motorhead Digital is partnered with a company called Operative Talent. And if you haven't heard of Operative Talent, they're an organization started by owners of KTL Restorations in Danville, Virginia, and some people at BASF and AMD, Automotive Direct, they're they're on the board, but they're focused on youth engagement. They're focused on working with the Petty Family Foundation as well to build awareness amongst high school and early college kids to say, hey, there's this whole industry over here. Uh, building really cool stuff, restorations, custom builds, off-road stuff that in some cases they don't even know about because there's no shop class. The schools aren't talking about you got to go to you got to go to college and get really in debt to be <laughs> yeah. a doctor or a lawyer. Right. So big fans of micro. But that's that's where one of our focuses are is giving back. Uh, Dean and I are planning on, you know, visiting as representative of operative talent is working to get into some of the high schools and and do presentations to the juniors and seniors to say, Hey guys, there's this whole thing out there. There's all these cool jobs and the trades and, and, and and there's a lot more going on in that world. And there's a lot of trades tech schools out there that you could go to, to, to learn your trade and not go into real deep debt either. Bravo to you and what you're doing. It's so, so important. As my listeners know, Tech Force Foundation and RPM, uh, I've, those are both the charities of choice here in Cars. Yeah, and you hear me talk about them on every one of my shows. Had a lot of people, including the uh, director and uh, the head guy at McPherson College on the show and what they do and all the help that they give young people. And I think it's, uh, I think things are finally starting to kind of turn that that corner here. I love Mike Rowe and his concept. And yeah, I mean, you look at the trillion dollars of debt of young people that thought they had to go to a four-year college and get a degree that ended up not even being something they wanted to do. And now they've got this mortgage around their neck and it's just terrible. Oh, absolutely. And you know, that's, that's the thing, just getting the word out, right? How about a great book, Barry? We love to share books here. Is there one or two you could share with me? I actually have two. The first one that I wish I, both these books I wish I read when I started my business. The first one's called Who Not How, 
<laughs> and it's by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Mm-hmm. It's all, I talked about finding your who. That's what that book's about. It's a really easy read and it really has some stories about, hey, well, how do you look at something different and go, I need to figure this out, but maybe I'm not the person for that. There's somebody I can have help, whether it's a team member or somebody from outside. And the other book that has been huge in my business is Profit First. It's by uh, Mike Michalowicz. Uh, Profit First is talking about how you manage your, your, your bank accounts. And I have like six bank accounts and I break it down into different buckets. Uh, as Americans, everybody, a lot of people just have, here's the income here. We have money coming in and money going right out, right out, but we don't think about the profit aspect of that. Right. And when the bill comes or credit card bill comes, we go, crap, we don't have the money to pay that. Right. So, uh, profit first was huge for us. So we've been doing that for like five years now. Well, very cool. And there's actually experts out there, accounting experts that know that program. Oh yeah, for sure. In fact, uh, my listeners and well, that we're hearing here in January, I have a new sponsor here, Capitalize Your Finance, and um, Chris Paniotu's got a course he's created now that teaches people about all these things because schools don't teach it anymore. Back when you and I were in junior high and high school, they had home economics, where the usually it was women in the school, young women or girls in the school would teach about basic money flow in just the home, a checkbook. Yeah, how how to manage a checkbook, right? Exactly, how to manage a bank account, how to do your 1040 easy tax, right? Yeah, yeah. they don't, none of that's taught. So uh, yeah, uh, check that out uh, for you listeners. Capitalize Your Finance, the course. It's a wonderful course that I wish I had had uh, even when I was in junior high and high school. So very good. I'm glad you mentioned that. So let's go on the ultimate drive. I'm a bit of an enabler. I love to enable people to have fun, especially in cars. So I'm going to park any car in the world. Fantasy world, I'm paying for it, so don't worry about the cost today, Barry. I'm footing the bill. A car in your driveway, you can take it anywhere, but here's the key because you know, like I know, that cars are all about people. You can take anybody with you, including somebody from the past that no longer is with us. That opens up a world of interesting co-pilots. So what does the ultimate drive look like for you? Uh, I'm a big race fan. I probably built 50 models over uh, when I was a kid. Me too. But my favorite models were either Dragsters or Richard Petty's Superbird. So the car would be Richard Petty's Superbird. Okay. Um, obviously with him driving it around Daytona. Oh, okay. Uh, probably couldn't have much of a conversation going 200 miles an hour, but uh, he's a huge fan. I actually got to to meet him this year at an event that Operative Talent was putting on at his garage. So, yeah. Well, that would be fun. But, yeah, you're, you're probably going to have a talk afterwards, uh, yeah. not during. To, yeah, what he did and the Superbird. Oh, gosh. Okay, I'll get to work. You know, I, I've had his son on my show, but I've never been able to get him on the show. So uh, I'm going to have to work on that a little bit harder. But, uh, yeah, that would be pretty darn fun. For sure. Wow. What a journey you would have. You should go on his podcast. I think he's doing he's doing videos now, okay. uh, I think, with his cousin. Is he? Uh, All right. Yeah. Very good. I'll check into that. You've taken us on a fun ride today, Barry, and this has been a great to connect with you. Uh, you know, I've known about you for a long time, and I know you and I were talking about how did I find out about you? And I think I've just known about you through osmosis because you're out there in the world, probably SEMA, but I'm so happy that I finally did get you as a guest here. Could you leave us with some parting words of inspiration or wisdom for this new year that we're all in? Uh, yeah, 2024. Just think out of the box. Uh, don't try to do everything yourself. There are people that can help you and, uh, you know, just rock and roll. And, and 
I, I can say I talked a lot about niching. Find something that you love to do. I, I'm doing the same thing I've been doing 25 years, but the people I'm working with make it totally different. And I, I'm, I'm actually having fun. People ask me when I'm going to retire. I have no clue. I'm having a good time. <laughs> well, that's the key. Yeah, that's what Cargia is all about. People that are what I call inspiring automotive enthusiasts that have figured out how to work in this field that they love. You're number 2,455, and there's a lot more to go. So uh, I'm happy that you found your niche, and I look forward to hearing more about the podcast when you get it going. How can people learn more about what you're doing? Where can they find you? Yeah, well, multiple places, obviously, MotorheadDigital.com, my personal LinkedIn page. They can connect with me there. And we're big uh, Instagram fans, so follow us on Instagram. or uh, We're on Facebook, and we have a business page on LinkedIn as well. So you can find me all over the place. Just type in Motorhead Digital and or Motorhead.digital and all sorts of links will come up. There you go. I'll put all those links on Barry's show notes page for you listeners that are on the move right now and can't stop and look at something. Uh, but everything's there like you always find it on the Cars yeah website. Barry, hey, thanks for taking a pit stop with me in the new year, starting things off right. I'm excited for you and all of your clients in the future. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.